Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us as, as athletes were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing this leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets, affiliated with Creating Young Minds, play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find creating young minds check them out see what they're all about and when the tbl league rolls around once again keep an eye out for the lewisville yellow jackets thank you today's interview is with ivan johnson Uh, ivan johnson has played he has had a very busy career and continues to have it Uh, he spent time playing in uh, playing at the university of oregon and cal state um, san bernardino he's played all over the place but um most notably at least for for this interview that we talked about the most is he spent some time in the G League and then also two years in the Atlanta Hawks but we spent the most time talking about his time in the Philippines um, making it to the championship there in the PBA as well as uh, his time in the inaugural season of the Big Three which is a three-on-three league here in the U.S. still going on. Ivan does a fantastic job. If if you're familiar with the PBA at all and you're familiar with Ivan's time in the league 
you may be familiar with some of his times on the court where his passion, I guess you could say, spewed out onto the court into different altercations. So Ivan does a great job at describing exactly what was going on and what was most likely going on in his head and what what led to some of these scenarios. He paints pictures of things I've never considered before. He um, lets you into his mind and um, really helps us understand what was going on. But on a more broad scale, it gives us a fantastic outlook at um, the humanity of these athletes playing all over the world and the fact that they're the things they're taking with them as they fly out last minute to go play in in another country is is a very real thing so ivan does a i've said it he does a great job i loved this interview absolutely love this interview he's a fantastic guy so thank you for your time ivan and enjoy the interview thank you for the time uh i'll get right to it i told you that i was talking to wayne uh wayne chisholm last week and um i you know i asked him Who's the hardest import you faced, and your name came up real fast. Um, what so, was your experience in the PBA? Let's start there. How many years were you there? Uh, I played 2015 was my first year. Okay. And I came back for a second year, and it, it just didn't go right. What do you mean by that? Um, I forgot the, uh, the guy's name. The, uh, they, they made him the, what was, I forgot his name, but he was the, uh, he was the head guy of the basketball community of the of the league. Okay. I forgot his name. And it just didn't mash up. Nah, it was. They tried to change a lot of the rules. What was the year you made it to the finals, right? Or you won the finals? Yeah. That was against Wayne. What year was that? Fifteen. And that yeah. was with who? Talking Tech. Talking Tech. Okay. Is there an uh, an import you remember playing that was that was real difficult? What was his name? He played for. Uh, you play for rain or shine. And yeah, what year was that? Fifteen. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too good with names. No, that's okay. And especially because, well, that's actually an important point because you're you bounce around so much that, like, as, as a as a international player, you're. I mean, you're in the Philippines for what a, a couple months, yeah. and so definitely understandable that you're gonna you're gonna forget some names. So you. What other countries have you played in? Played in China, Korea, Iran, Puerto Rico. Dominican Republic, Spain, Mexico. And you're still uh, active? You're still looking to play? Yes. I want to go play right now. Do you have anything set up or not? Uh, I had the big three yes. going, but I, I didn't get drafted, so now I'm just in the draft pool waiting for, for, somebody, for somebody to get hurt or somebody to do something so somebody can get called up. Cool. Did you have any sort of experience? How far did you make it with big three? Like, Did you get in at all, or you were just uh, ready to be drafted yeah. for it? The first year... I guess you can say I'm I'm a pioneer of the a league. pioneer. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I made it the first year. We got third place in the league, and then the second year I didn't get picked up, but I got picked up halfway through the season, and the team ended up going one and nine or one and seven like that. <laughs> and then I went back this this year to Vegas for the little draft pool, and I didn't get picked up. So now I'm just waiting patiently. To see to see what happens. What's the season time for the big three? Two months, two and a half months. And so is would you say that kind of the big three would be your primary choice for where you'd play at the moment? Um, yeah, because it's at it's at home. You know, it's, it's it's in the states. I don't I don't really care about that. I'm I'm going anywhere the money at. On the money, that's fair, and that you know that is a big deal. How does that kind of brings me into some of the questions I want to ask? How does kind of pay for the Philippines compared to some of those other leagues you were in? Uh, compared to South America, uh, Philippines is 
It's everything, man. From the bonuses to the pay to how they treat you. The Philippines is nice, man. I, that's one of the places I actually like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so Americanized. And it's, 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 it's a lot of things for you to do around the, around the city. Yeah, so you, so you were able to make your way out into the city a few times? Oh, yeah, all the time. Man, I, I stayed in Eastwood, so it's always something to do in Eastwood. Awesome. So, like, when you'd walk out, uh, would people recognize you directly or just know-ish who you were? Nah, they know me. They know you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. And so, what was the um, what was uh, the fan base style look like for you before you were making it to the finals? Because obviously, once you get to the finals, everything grows and everything's a lot higher stakes. But what was um, fan base looking like before that, like early on in the season? Really, nobody knew me. Just like anywhere else, I ha- I got to prove myself again. So that's what I did. Yeah, absolutely. And then, right. and then with that, the fans, the fans in the Philippines is crazy for basketball. So it's not it's not hard to catch fans if you're good at it. Yeah, you are not the first person to say that, and you will not be the only one. That every time we talk, that comes up. The um, insane love for basketball that's that's in the Philippines. Um, from all, so looking at all the leagues that you played in, which one? I, you know, you had some good stuff to say about the Philippines. Which one would you say is your is probably your favorite? Looking back on it, yeah, I was I would say the Philippines because it's you know I've been to China, I've uh, been to Korea. There's there's things to, there's things to do there, but it's not as much as the Philippines. You know, the Philippines says like I won the championship in fifteen, and took a 20-minute flight to a little private island. Ridiculous, man. Like, not too many places that's going to be like that. Oh, no. I know. Um, so what kind of – yeah, that, then that's a great question. So it, was it after the championship that you had kind of that, that free time to be able to do that, or was there a little bit of time in between, or not really? It's got to be done first. No, after 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 the championship, me and, uh, me and Danny Siegel, we went out uh, – what's the name – of the island. I well, forgot the name of the there's island. There's a few of them. I mean, there's like 7,000 of them, so. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was nice, man. Yeah, that. It, it was, it was a private island, so Danny Siegel got me on the island with him. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's not an experience you're going to get in, in many of the other leagues, especially, and, you know, added to that with the, the pay is competitive, the fans are pretty awesome. What were some of the drawbacks? Were there any sort of drawbacks from the league? Players players trying to hurt you, man. If they can't stop you, they're going to try to hurt you. Like Jumar. Yeah. Or for, for Beerman. Yeah, let's get that. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy off the court. But if he can't stop you, well, I, I can only speak from my experience. If he can't stop you, he's going to try to hurt you. I got elbowed in the back of my neck by him. That's a big man. Elbowed, right. <laughs> I got elbows. I got I got a whole bunch of stuff playing in the PBA, but I'm I'm built for that. So I, yeah. I can I can I can handle it. No doubt that I'm a back then. I, I I'm a fire back at you. If you do something to me, I'm a fire back at you. Not like people not knowing about my my regular lifestyle and they just seeing the basketball. They not knowing what I'm going through. So when I get on the court, it's a it's a lot of stuff that's going on in my head, and that's what I play it for. So it could be my father just died. Cause that's what happened in 2014, oh. and then I went. Then I went to the Philippines, so it was it's, it, it was a lot on my mind. My mom passed in 07, so that's that's always on my mind, and uh, that's what I play. I play with a chip on my shoulder, and a lot of people can't handle that. But the team that I'm playing on, they they love me for it, and other the other teams hate me. 
calling me all type of names and saying he's a bad player, uncoachable. That's what it looks like to the other team. But for my team and my coach, the coach loves me, man. That um, that is very interesting and nice to hear because I was going to ask about um, so people that are familiar with you or watched the PBA for the last couple of years know that there was some a couple of incidents. There's an ejection, right? And was it a suspension? Was it a suspension or not? Just yeah. an no, I don't think I got suspended for nothing out there. Probably, probably ejection. No, it was an. I know it was an ejection. Yeah, and then um, I th- I think there was talk that it was going to be suspension, but it wasn't. So, but yeah, that would line up right with what you were saying, and um, you know, you go out there playing hard, and it's a combination of both. You know what you got going on in your life that nobody really knows about, and the fact that you just said that some of those guys play hard and they might try to hurt you. So, you're gonna try to hurt me. Plus, I got all this in my head while I'm playing. This is bound to happen. And it's just passion, and and it's and it's my mindset right now. So that's a that's a fantastic insight on on some of the things that they might have seen on the court. Looking to the future now, what I know you said you're kind of waiting on um, draft for the big three or anything like this. Do you has there been any sort of talk about returning to the PBA, or is that last minute, or how does that usually work? I would I would return to the PBA. Yesterday, man, I'm yeah. always willing to go to the PBA. Philippines is, like I said, it's one of the, one of the best places I've been. Good people, good food. You can't go wrong out there. Minus the traffic, that's that's the only thing. Always comes up too. Always comes up. <laughs> Every time. Uh, you, no wait. So one thing they they do always want to ask, and because you said good food, have you did you ever have balut or not? I did have balut. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That that's respect points right there. You're gonna yeah. get. Yeah, man. And they also have a uh, it was a, pe- a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes, and you like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're gonna score some big points. Um, so uh, yeah, always always happy and ready to go back. As far as getting a call back, this is more of a, a look into international league. Is it just you just there and your agent calls and say, hey, you want to go to you know the Philippines in two weeks or you know is it that last minute or is there some sort of plan and structure? Uh, Sometimes it's not even two weeks. Sometimes it's like three days. You gotta go. I don't. I don't mind it. Like that's. that's I play basketball a lot of the time. Yeah, that's true. It keeps you guessing, but you, you get to play the game that you love. I mean, it sucks. It sucks in the downtime when when nobody's calling you. It gives you time to reflect on how how you played and your actions, and gives you time to think about all that. And that's that's what I've been doing. Do you ever? You ever have to get to the point during the downtime or off off season, I guess, where you're doing other work like side work or anything like this, or or has it not gotten to that point? Because I know that some some will have to do that if they're not getting in big enough leagues or they're not getting called enough. They'll have to have something to do when they get home. But I know that's definitely not always the case. Yeah, man, my life is my life's been crazy dealing yeah. with people that that's not true to you. People just in your life for the money situation. Don't oh. get me wrong. I made a lot of money, but dealing with people that that's not really your your people. Yeah. They, yeah. they take advantage of you. And me being the person that I am, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a kind hearted I'm a kind hearted person. And if you need help, I'm gonna help you. Absolutely. People just ungrateful, man. Yeah, and I'm sure even if you know you said you know, we made a lot of money, whatever. But even then, um. I'm sure there's this misconception that because you're a professional basketball player, people may think that you have made more or you have more on you than, than you really do. Um, 
just because there's so many other things that go into being a basketball. I mean, professional athlete in general, it's not just one big paycheck. I mean, there's all these little things that come out of it and uh, and all this other stuff. So I'm sure that misconception comes with it as well. Yeah, all the time, man. Uh, I got I got two little boys. That's 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 where a lot of my money goes to. As far yeah. as anybody you played against, Filipino wise. Would you say that Jumar was probably the biggest competition you had as far as uh, a Filipino? Not really. Because the big man, the big man really is not competition for me. Okay. It needs to be like a Wayne Chisholm or uh, it's the guy from Rain or Shine. I said he played for Talking Text the following year. Really, for you, it's, it's when you get into those, um, it's those uh, imports that you bump up against. Yeah, like a big man, like something like myself that can shoot threes and drive to the basket. Yeah. Those, those are the kind of matchups I like. Like Wayne Chisholm, he's he he does all that. Yeah. That's what that's what brings my game out to make me play harder. Um, do you ever run into these guys? Any of these guys that you played against in the Philippines somewhere else, or? or... Uh, sometimes. Like yeah. I ran into a couple of them in uh in Vegas. A couple of the big guys that I played with around the. Around the countries. Oh, so yeah, running into them uh, in Vegas for things like the three-on-three and stuff like that? Yeah, other camps and stuff. Was there any ever a time where you felt unsafe? We always like to ask that. In the Philippines? Nah. <laughs> I know they have they, their little gangsters out there, a the little mob or whatever. But I don't I don't really go nowhere like that to be scared. So you were mostly in... in uh, McCarthy in the business districts. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. Is it's the neighborhood that you're in, but there is kind of this black cloud that hangs over the Southeast Asian leagues. Yeah, I, I know about it. I always yeah. wanted to go check it out just to see it. Like, um, what what what's the name of the neighborhood next to uh, Mall of Asia? Pasai. It's like real, real dirty. Yeah, Pasai. That's well. It's probably Pasai. Oh boy! Any listeners that are going to listen to this and say that I guess that the dirty neighborhood is Pasai, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure um, you're talking about Pasai. So it's a real, it's a real culture shock, man. Just to see see things like that, man. Oh, absolutely, it is. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. that is like let let you know. Don't take advantage of what you got. And that out there is like. That's why. Yeah, so you were, like a, you said, you were in kind of that business district, um, and you didn't make it into any of those other areas for the most part, but you did get to run into some of that, that poverty. I mean, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely that culture shock and lets you know what you have, just like, I mean, you said it, you said it well. Um, is there anything else you think, as far as playing overseas, athletes, young athletes need to know about? Something they need to be ready for, alert for, look out for. Um, I remember we were talking with, um, I forgot his, uh, J.D. Williams, I think, and he was, he was saying about how he has had some experience with teams either negating on contracts or if it wasn't for a good, a good agent, um, he wouldn't have gotten everything he was supposed to or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. I always remember it's a business, man. It took me a while to learn that. I like basketball so much, I'm just looking at the basketball aspect. But at the end of the day, it's it's a, it's a business. They, they want to win, so that's why they got you there. If you don't perform how they want you to, they're going to get you out the door. Absolutely, yeah. And they bounce through imports. Several teams 
quickly if, if it's not working the way that they need it to be. Right, they looking at somebody else when 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 your plane lands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They got a list. Yeah, man. Don't 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 play with a lot of. I want to say don't play with a lot of anger, frustration. Cause that's that's the way I play, and yeah. it's a lot of emotions in that, man. I, I've had a lot of downtime, so I've had time to think about all this. Just play your game, pretty much. You can't really worry about the referees, cause the referees is the same everywhere in every country, and they go most of the time they're gonna look out for the locals. So you just gotta deal with it. Just gotta play you. Yeah, man. Did it ever at all feel as though you let? yourself down or anyone down that you're not in the nba or not i know you had experience but yeah, with the nba with the nba i thought about it. I, I i had down time with that too like i came to the nba with a lot of overseas actions like as far as acting out on the court talking to the refs, uh cursing while i'm at the free throw line i was i was i was wilding while i was in the nba but i didn't know it at the time because did nobody did nobody show me the ropes Sure. As far as coming into the league, I was just an overseas player. No interviews, none of that. Like as soon as I get to the league, I'm on national TV on doing interviews. Like I was, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't thought about a lot of things, man. It's reflecting on 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 my life and what I can change. And, yeah, man. Yeah. It's been a journey, but you live and you learn, man. Well, and yours isn't done yet. You still got some great years left, and. Being kind of connected with the PBA, we do. I always hope the people I talk with end up there again, because um, it's it's fun to have returning people, like a Justin Brownlee who's there like every year. Yeah. So it's nice to have returning faces for the fans, for the teams, for for all that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure your journey's not done. It'd be great to have you back there again. But yeah, is there is there anything else you'd like to add? Say what's up to all my Filipino fans. Absolutely. I'm sure they'd love to hear it. To the PBA players, the ones that I was cool with. Have any names? Any any names of, of friends you made, uh, Filipino players, while you were there? Chris Ross. I've, I've, I've known him. He's from San Antonio, so me and him, real cool. Harvey from Talking Text. Jimmy Alapog. You know, he's, that's the legend out there. Uh, Danny Siegel. Uh, Jay Wash. There was a couple others, but I forgot their names. You got a lot of, they're going to be really excited to hear this, really, um, which is cool, because they don't, like I said, those imports go in and leave so fast that unless you're Justin Browning, they don't really get a good chance to get to know you. Um, so doing stuff like this is really cool, especially when you and somebody like you and Wayne both have chances to go back, a very real chance to go back there and play. Um, it's pretty cool that you get that opportunity. So um, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. You gave a lot of great insight about everything we talked about so that's awesome yeah so awesome thank you very much and uh, i appreciate it no problem man once again that was our interview with ivan johnson fantastic interview um i noted before that he went into awesome detail and i think uh, i hope you caught it i'm sure you did his detail explaining um the mindset that he was probably in during some of those different scenarios and how a culmination of the things that you're taking with you from home to a new country, to a new experience, combined with that new experience, like he was talking about how um, players in the Philippines play a lot differently, and that's going to be the case wherever you play. When you take those two things and combine them, sometimes you're going to get reactions that we've we've seen from Ivan Johnson. 
besides that talk, there was you know, just some awesome, awesome insight he gave us. I think one of the parts that he talked about that I, I, I want to make sure you athletes are hearing and fans are hearing that players notice is the experience they're getting to have outside or off the basketball court. He's talking about walking in the streets, people knowing who he is, um, getting to try the local food. He had Balut and the um, and, and the fried PB&J, and he even got to go to one of the private islands with Danny Siegel. I've been blessed enough to have that experience, Sombrero Island, and um, there's so many awesome things that you get to do um, wherever you are, but when a country has something really special to offer, like the Philippines has, they're wonderful people, and um, they're beautiful landscapes and beaches and islands and when a country has that extra stuff to offer and you have a little bit of extra time that's when there's so many extra things in your experience that a contract won't necessarily reflect and i think ivan johnson indirectly painted that picture so well talking with with different people that have played there that haven't necessarily made it in an interview recording they do say that if you're successful and you're doing well and and you're really leading the charge or help leading the charge for your squad since there's it's a one import system you have a real chance to be or at least feel somewhat like a celebrity or at least admired while you're in the Philippines and I know that when you have leagues abundant around the world sometimes you'll get them where nobody really knows who you are you're just there to play basketball whatever but in the Philippines I've heard tell obviously I I haven't played I'm not successful enough to do that Um, heard tell of really being able to get the feel like um, people are excited to watch you people are excited for you really getting to feel the energy and it also helps not only that the league is developed and large and has sustained for such a long time but also because Um, of the passion that the philippine people have for basketball this will be anybody you ask that has played there been there they know that a filipino loves basketball the average filipino loves basketball whatever their second favorite sport is doesn't really matter i mean i'm sure they have one but it's far down the line after basketball so if you're a basketball player and you get that opportunity there's so many wonderful things about playing in the philippines most of which are going to show up in your contract they pay pretty well they take care of their players all of that's going to be in the contract there's so many other things that don't show up in the contract the passion of the fans the beautiful landscapes the things you get to do with your free time those are things if you don't have the opportunity to play in the philippines those are things you're going to want to look for and see if you can figure out about countries that you're offered Right, And I, I understand a lot of you, it's just whatever offer I get. But if you ever get to that point where you're debating between different offers, that's something you're really going to want to see if you can investigate. And, and we hope that you can get that information, or at least some of it, from us. That's why we'd love to interview players who have played all over this world to get an idea of what it was like. Your contract will say one thing, and you need to get what's in that contract. That's why um, you'll hear in, in the next interview we talk with an agent how you make sure you get what's in that contract. But there's so many things about your experience that won't be in that contract. And that's going to be up to you to figure out. And we'll do our very best to help make sure you understand what leagues, what countries, what scenarios will offer you what indirectly. But um, that's something to to be aware of and to make sure you're really make sure that's something you're really looking out for if you're given the option as to where you're going to play. Um, but I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Ivan. As always, you can contact us at our Facebook page, <clears throat> facebook.com/globallyballin. There is your perfect spot to send us any requests of somebody you want to hear from, be it a coach, player, um, agent, whatever. Base it around an experience you want to learn about, whether you're a male, female athlete, whether you're a basketball player, baseball, softball, soccer, American football, whatever you play. 
whatever you're interested in, let us know so that we can find the right person to talk to, even if you don't have a specific name. Let us know what experience you want to know more about so we can use who we're connected with to get you an in-depth interview that'll help explain it to you. We want you to be as informed as possible when you're in this world of international athletics. It's incredibly confusing, and it will swallow up anyone who's not prepared. So send us a request, let us know who you want to hear from, and we will do everything we can to make sure you get the information that you need to be successful. Thank you for listening, and we are excited to hear from you. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through, and then we'll be done. Uh, First, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, First, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin. Also, Instagram uh, at Globally Ballin Official, and then Twitter at Globally Ballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active, and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those, and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active, and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, Finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account $3 a month. And with that, you're going to get a, a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, There's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your... um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin, Instagram at globallyballinofficial, Twitter at globallyballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search Globally Ballin' and you'll find, do the $3 a month patron. If you're interested and get all new content, a bunch of additional content. Uh, If that's not for you, totally fine. We still really appreciate you supporting and listening. If you have any suggestions, make sure you send us a message. Again, because we're most active on Instagram and Twitter, that's the best way to send us a suggestion. We'd be happy to listen and and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.